Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number three of Fear. Face everything and rise with your boy, Willie David. So big ups to everyone that's been listening. I really appreciate it. I really thank you. Um, y'all won't leave reviews and comments, but y'all have show been inboxing me, um, stopping by, telling me what you think. So for that, you know, I am truly, truly grateful. Um, I'm putting everything out there. Like I said, my stories, my experiences, um, my outlook on the situation. Um, your outlook may be different, um, but that's what I'm just here for. I'm just here to put it out there. So, this episode, y'all see how I'm sounding energetic and everything. That voice going to change after a while because I know once I begin to start talking about the topic, you know, a lot of things is going to change. Um, I do not like really write anything down because I wanted this podcast to be more authentic. Um, and basically, you know, go. Now, in this particular um, podcast, I did write like a mini introduction um, just to get the flow of going because I'm trying my best to stay on course with the topic. I'll be all over the place if I didn't. I'll be running at the ponies, looking at balloons. He'd be like, oh my. And I want to stay on track with the topic. So today, episode number three is there's a story behind the mask or the mask behind the story. However, I want to put it, but um, behind every mask, there's a story. There we go. So, let's begin. Hope y'all enjoyed. Once again, thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> Behind every mask, there's a story. <clears throat> COVID, <laughs> the pandemic. Um... I see it as an illustration that everyone wears a mask. And during COVID, um, we seen we had to wear masks because it was mandatory. Um, you know, I have all kind of like, um, like things about the mask, ideas, speculations, whatever you may call it, about the mask because I never understood how we had this pandemic that was killing half of the population. And this little cloth um, mask was supposed to protect us. You have painters that wear painter masks. You got biodegradable masks and everything that was more thicker and did more uh, for ventilation purposes. But they told us to wear a regular mask. But there was a pandemic that was going on. Um, But everybody wore masks. The entire world had on a mask. This was the first mask that, you know, people actually got to see that people had on. Y'all see where I'm going with this. But I noticed that depending on how serious people took the pandemic, you know, what type of mask they wore or how many masks they wore. And, you know, some people wore two and three masks. Some people was getting the N99 mask. Some people wanted a black mask. Some people had on two masks and a cloth scully and everything. So, you know, depending on how severe they thought um, the pandemic was to them, um, actually determined what type or how many masks they wore. And then you had the stories that came behind 
of why they wore so many masks or the type of masks they wore. If you asked a hospital employee, they probably would have told you or that these are what the government represent um, um, recommended. These are what the um, the people who was coming to the facilities and the hospitals, the test, this is what they was wearing. So they would have wear those masks. You had people's like, well, you know, this is a pandemic, it's mandatory. That was a story. You had people that had um, fears or they wanted to protect their children. So, you know, not only did they have masks, they had um, bleach wipes and hand sanitizers for days. Um, so every mask, every person that you greeted with a mask, they had a story. Um, even like me, you know, I lost my father due to COVID last year. And yes, still mourning about that, not getting over that. Um, so that was a trauma. And, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, when you have a death due to the pandemic, you look at it more seriously. Like a lot of people didn't take it seriously until it hit home. And I don't want to talk about those masks today. I want to talk about the internal masks that we're wearing, the masks that no one else sees, the masks that really no one else knows but us. You know, Rick Warren said this. Wearing a mask, wearing a mask wears you out. Faking it is fatiguing. The most exhausting activity is pretending to be what you know you aren't. And I agree with it. And this is coming from a person that wear many masks. <laughs> I'm not going to go into all my masks, um, but let's talk about it for a while. Oh, let me set my timer. Okay. So, like I said, let's talk about it for a while. Mass. You know, if we break out and look at the COVID, it was a pandemic. It was something that was traumatizing, um, something serious that happened that made us wear masks. Now, let's look at our lives. If we begin to look at our lives and think about the trauma that we have been through, especially unresolved trauma, trauma that we really had to deal with that we had to adapt and just keep fighting you know i'm from a black family black community we didn't believe in therapy well they did i did um but my family my parents didn't believe in therapy amongst like a lot of african-american households we swept everything up in a rug and we dealt with it and dealing with it doesn't mean dealing to the root of the problem um i felt that it was like a band-aid. So we have people to this day, like myself, that's wearing masks. And a mask is just a band-aid um, to the issue because you're really not getting down to the root of the issue. I've been wearing masks the majority of my 46 years. And a lot of my masks came from trauma. And if you begin to analyze your life, you may begin to see, okay, where am I wearing a mask at? Maybe you was in a bad relationship. And in that relationship, you gave your all. You know, maybe the relationship lasted two, three, five, even 10 years. And during that 10 years, you was loyal, you gave your all, and you put it all on the table. You let all your walls down. You took off your mask. They got to see who you really was, and they hurt you. They played you. 
You know they cheated on you. Um, they smile in your face and lie in your back, uh, behind your back. You know, it seemed like everything that they could have done, they did. So now you finally get out of this toxic relationship, but now you wear a mask. You wear a mask that shows that, you know, you don't care. You don't give a fuck. Um, that you're this hardcore, cold-hearted person. When deep down, you are a lover of love. You love love. You are a hopeless romantic. That even though you're wearing this mask, you're still willing to give love a try. You know, that's a mask. And when we begin to start wearing these types of masks, and I'm talking about me, um, for so long, I've wore so many masks. You know, I got my superhero mask. My friends and family and children laugh at me to this day and everything because they have this thing going on. They were like, okay, go on and put your cape up. Because for some reason, I think I could save the world. Or at least try to. Um, but what's funny with my kids, I'll never forget. Um, there was a story we was driving and a car accident happened in front of us and it was with a pregnant woman. And before I could stop the car, both of my daughters had to jump out of the car to go tend to the woman that was in the car. But I'm a superhero, right? <laughs> so they get it honestly. So going back to the mask. So, you know, there's a lot of masks, you know, as a male, um, we are raised up to wear masks. Like coming out of the womb, you know, boy children are taught not to have feelings, not to cry, not to have emotions because those things make you a punk. Those things make you soft. Those things make you weak. So young boys have to wear masks, have to start off wearing a mask um, at an early age. Because if they sh show emotions, if they show fear, if they show all this here, they believe it makes them less than a man. Now, think about a person like me who's full of emotions. I would display my emotions. I tell people, you know, if you know me, you know how sensitive I am. If you don't know me, you probably think I'm a real bitch. Hence, my um, beginning, you know, I'm a man with a splash of bitch. Um, because that bitch side is a mask. It covers up my true identity. Because that part of my life, my true self, I really don't want nobody to know. I really only allow close people in to get that true side. And maybe you have a man that like like that that you you know it 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 is it, like it helps you weed out all the BS. It keeps you from the fakers, the flodgers, the game players, the jokes, the manipulators, and everything. And you feel like I maybe you feel just like I feel that you know it's helping you, but. Lately, for the last three years, I realized the mask that I've worn so long 
I don't forgot who I really am. And now here it, here it is at 46 years old. And you hearing everybody telling you, oh, be your true self. You got to be your true self. And you're like, well, who the hell is that? That you don't forget, that I don't forget who the hell I am. Because I've worn so many masks, I had to I had to wear the father mask. Um, I had to wear a mask of a man around my son because I didn't want my homosexuality to influence his lifestyle. Because I made it look so good, I wanted him to have a choice. I had to wear a mask with the church because I was teaching youth. So therefore, there was a mask where I had to be upright and almost damn near perfect. There was a mask at work that I had to be professional and knowledgeable. There was a mask when I did hair that I had to be loud and extra and well that's mostly me for real for real though. Um, and just having a lot of fun, you know, out of all that, I think when I did when I do hair was my most free side. Um, there was mass as a, as, a, as, a, as a son, you know, that I couldn't cuss my parents out or I couldn't do things that I had to remain humble, even though I was grown and I really wanted to tell them a, a thinking through. But because I was raised properly and not to disrespect my parents, you know, I had to wear a mask as a child or especially when I was doing illegal stuff or, and didn't want them to know. So now I had to put on this facade, this mask. So here it is, I have masks to cover up things, to cover up identity that I don't want people to know about. A mask to fit society's status quo, you know, so I can meet the need. You know, when it came to me, it's funny because me being a homosexual, I really never thought about of a name for it. As a matter of fact, I really don't like the label but I have to say the label so people will understand. But I am—I honestly just in love. But I want my love to be with a man. And that love doesn't have to be sexual. You know, but sex is a part of it. But it's more intimacy and everything. But even with going into those ventures, I'm wearing a mask. Because... You don't, it's like, and I don't want to call it insecurity, but everybody knows they have a flaw. And everybody thinks their flaw is more uglier, more damaging, more toxic than someone else's. Um, my friend get on me all the time because he say, oh, I'm, well, all my friends do. Um, I'm my own worst critic. And... This particular friend always telling me, you know, just when you think it, you got it bad, somebody else got it worse. And yeah, that's true, but I was like, they're not me. You know, I have this image. I have this mask on that I have to portray and everything. But I'm flawed as hell. I have anger issues. I have unresolved trauma. Hell, even now, I'm still mourning two deaths of two male figures in my life. My father and my best friend slash mentor. That 
It's like I had survivor's remorse because I wasn't here to help them. I wasn't here when they transitioned. I was 2,900 miles away on a job assignment <laughs> that broke me. And I had to wear a mask there. I had to wear a mask that I was a good Christian because I believe that the crisis in me is the only Christ some people are going to see. And I had to actually exemplify my faith in a matter when everything around me was tearing down. Where I had no friends, no family where I was. And it hurt it. And when I called friends and stuff, they made me feel so little. They made me feel that I was emotional. That I was going through and I was just being a crybaby. And I hate it to this day. To Now that's another mask. Because now I can, going back to like the sons. Now I cannot express myself because I'm going to be, I'm going to get called emotional. That I can't tell you how I feel. Because I'm emotional. Oh, you always cry. So it's like, okay, let me explain something to everybody on this podcast. Yeah, I cry a lot because I no longer fight. I no longer take my energy and beat people senseless. I've lost lovers behind my violence. I was a person that didn't talk at all. You got three words out of me, and after that, I was fighting. So when you try to control your anger, and you try not to put your hands on God's people, because they will push you to the limit. It, that energy turns to something else. So yeah, I cry. Oh, yeah, I'm emotional. And I'm getting to the point where, you know, this is who I am. I didn't know. I got on so many masses now. So, you know what? Being emotional is part of me. I'm not emotional because I'm a homosexual. I'm not emotional because it's they, but I, I, I'm just caring. I'm compassionate. I'm loving. If you tell me your story or you start crying, I'm going to cry with you. I'm probably going to pray for you when I'm crying, but I'm going to cry with you because that's my nature. And when you begin to deal with your unresolved trauma, when you begin to deal with your issues, when you begin to look inside of yourself, not as what everybody else is seeing you as, but what you think is the problem, what you think is wrong. When you get to the place where you said, I'm tired of hurting, I'm tired of the pain, I'm tired of getting hurt, I don't care, I'm going to love, I am worthy to be loved, um, as my good life coach sister best friends say um, Tasha Hatchet y'all go look her up um, like she say loving me is enough when you get to that point when you can say I'm going to love me 
And loving me means I'm going to deal with me. I'm going to take accountability for my actions. I'm going to take off the. I'm going to take off the mask where I got to cuss people out and I got to be a bitch. I'm going to take off the mask of all this hurt that every nigga is the same or every woman is the same. I'm going to take off the mask that I'm crazy or, you know, that I'm looked down on. I'm going to take off the mask that I'm dumb or that I'm smart. I got a portrait as I know it all so I don't come across dumb. So we have all these masses. But when you get to the point where you're going to take accountability for yourself and you begin to unfold your story behind each mask and understand, you begin to understand that the trauma you went through wasn't for you. It was for somebody else. The hurt that you experienced prepared you for what's coming next. Being in, being part of the alphabet people, I know y'all gonna dog me about that, but I'm here for it. I call it the alphabet people, and y'all heard it in my intro when I say I'm a homosexual that really doesn't know his alphabets. Um, I'm from a generation where we only had three. Um, heterosexual, homosexual, and bisexual. And most of the time, if you said you was bisexual, everybody still categorized you as a homosexual. So with all of these letters and alphabets coming out, you know, I got it from David Chappelle. So y'all go shoot him, but he made sense. It's the only way to characterize us is as alphabet people. I feel that I could get away with it because I'm part of the tribe or not part of the tribe because I think I don't fit over there. I don't fit with heterosexuals. You know, I'm so unique and different um, because I don't believe in all their values. I believe in some. Um, I think they um, we do get carried away sometimes, but at the same time, I don't agree all the way with how heterosexuals view homosexuals or treat homosexuals. So um, each case is worked upon differently and each case is spoken upon differently. Um, but being homosexual actually helped me with a lot of insecurities I had. Um, anytime I got depressed, anytime um, I was like down in the dumps, you know, I'd go to a gay club. Because in the gay club, I was everything. You get to be whoever the hell you want to be. Baby, you could look like Shrek. And baby, everybody will think you're that girl or you're that guy. You feel me? So it was always something different. And there, I didn't have to wear a mask. I could be me. I was a mess. As my friends say, once a messy friend, always a messy friend. But I was a mess. But I've always felt free in that community. Until now, you know, everything is gone to the birds. But we have to get to the point where we start examining ourselves and asking ourselves, is this my true identity? Or this is who I want the world to know? Or this is how I want the world to see me? What is so bad in your life that you don't want nobody to see that you put on the mask? Most people that have scars 
they try to cover them up. If you get a scar on your face, you'll probably wear a mask. So think about all the scars in your life. Think about all the hurt, all the pain, all the bitterness that you're holding, all the unforgiveness that you have. Is it really hurting the individual that hurts you? Or is it hurting you? How it is going to affect the person in your future that's waiting on you if you don't deal with this mess? Why get involved with somebody and you have on a mask? Um, and that's with any situation. Why go to a job and you have on a mask? Why go um, to church and you have on a mask? Why go to get into a relationship when you have on a mask? Why get into a friendship when you're wearing a mask? You're not doing just because you're starting a foundation on a lie. And if it's built up on a lie, it cannot grow. That foundation will forever be shaking. You're going to always be looking over your shoulder or wondering if this is the day they find out about this. If this is the day I let my true colors up. If this is the day I snap on somebody. When instead of just coming out the gate, you know, you ain't got to pull it all up. Listen, my son just taught me a new word, so I'm going to use it in this podcast. You know, you don't just have to trauma dump all your issues on somebody. Now, trauma dump, I just had to learn about this. Y'all go to Urban Dictionary. Y'all know I love Urban Dictionary. So I get all my good definitions from Urban Dictionary. Forget Webster. You know, I got to get down to the nitty gritty um, so I can talk to my peoples. Er trauma dump is when you tell somebody all of your trauma for pity. So... Um, or you just dump all your trauma on somebody at one time. So you don't have to trauma dump your issues on people. But, you know, when things come up as they come up, you know, you ask questions. You know, let it be known. But before you get that, get there, let's get to the problem of telling our story. Um, you don't have to tell your story to anybody. You don't have to be like me and tell your story. Um, on a podcast or in public, you know, everybody's not ready for that. Um but believe it or not, when I do it, it's helping you, hopefully, and it's helping me because I get the vent. I get to actually talk about my hurts and my pains and how I'm dealing with it. So the last three years, there's a lot of masks that have been making this way. Um, I realized that, you know, I'm learning who I am. For so long, I have taken care of every fucking body but myself. Because that man said I was the responsible one. The one that had to do for everyone. Um, I was everybody's savior. You know, God complex at its best, I guess. Um, so I had to be everybody's hero. I felt that this particular mask if I wore, people would like me. People would appreciate me. People would be grateful for me. But instead, people walked all over me. They took my kindness for weakness. And remember I said, I, I, I'm doing my best 
you know, not to throw hands. I keep telling people I'm the believer that lay hands and throw hands. But I mean, I've been trying my best to throw hands because I've learned that there's no revenge greater than God's own. And there's nothing I can do that I be God's revenge. You know, karma is real. But by me taking care of everybody else, I won't amass for so long to even now at this very, for the last couple of months, with me taking off the mask, it's been hard because I feel inadequate. I now feel like I don't have nothing to offer because I've been the person that's always been there. And it's funny because it feels strange when nobody asks you for a ride or nobody asks you um, for money or nobody's asking you for something. Um, yeah, you have more money and more gas in your car. Yeah, yeah, I hear y'all. I hear y'all. That's a good thing, but not when you're wearing a mask of the hero. Not when this mask is fulfilling you and affirming you at the same time. Because I've worn this mask for so long. People ask me to the days, what do you want? I don't know why, because I was always focusing on the needs of everyone else. Everyone. Even when I was out of town um, and my father and my best friend died, it hurted me because, like I said, survivor's remorse. I wasn't here. Like I could have really did something. But I wasn't here when they transitioned. They, I came down for my daddy's funeral, and by the time I got back to the West Coast, my best friend was dead. A month, my daddy died in August, my best friend died in October. I wasn't here for neither one of them. I felt that I was the only responsible child for my dad and I felt he gave up because I wasn't here because nobody was could take care of him the way I did a mass I didn't I never looked at the fact that by me leaving it made everybody else become more responsible it made my little sister grow the hell up I'm just focusing on my mask. But that mask comes with trouble. You know, because I was told I was nothing, because I was told I would never amount to anything, I had to wear a mask of perfection. That I had to be perfect. That I had to succeed. That I had to be better than everybody else. I even told my son, I raised my son like that. Not much so much in a bad way, but I always told him, you're a young black boy, a young, a young black man now. Understand you got two strikes coming out the door. You black and you're a man. So you always got to be 
two times better than everybody else. I had to be three times better than everybody because I was black, a man, and I was gay. But these masks, we think they're protecting us, but they really are not. They're not, they're hurting us. They're hurting the people that we're running into, the people that need our help, the people that may need our guidance, you know, because we're not being our authentic selves. Now, for whatever reason it is, everybody has their own reason. But I want everybody to go through their trauma, go through your pain, and tell yourself your story. Get a journal. Write your story down. Get it on paper. Don't read it after you write it now. Don't, please don't read it by you writing. Get it all out. You know, find out the mask in your life. Why, why are you wearing this mask? What trauma is attached to that mask? Deal with that trauma. And take that mask off and be your authentic self. I'm doing it through a podcast. Each one of these podcasts is basically a mass. Riding the wave was a mass. A mass that I didn't want to wear. A mass that I'm still fighting to wear. This podcast. Yeah, the beginning of the story about the relationship, that's one of my masks. And that trauma from that relationship where I gave an individual all of me and the more I gave, the more he took. I put on a mask after that that I'll never allow a person to get that close to me. That I'll never love again. That I was unworthy of love. That everybody only comes for the benefits of me but not me. But how can they come or fall in love with me when I'm never allowing them to see who I really am because I got on a mask? Stop wearing masks for people that probably don't give nothing about you. Just to be in their groups, just to be in their societies, just to be their friends, just to be their boyfriends, just to be their girlfriends, just to be their husband, their wives, because you can only wear the mask so long. Your true nature is going to pop its head out one day. And it's not going to be nice. I've worn the mask of this nice, humble person for so long. That when my evil twin comes out, it's like everybody like, whoa. But that's always been there. A lot of people don't know the nasty side of Cyrus. And Willie David is just a recreation of who I want to be now. Cyrus had all the insecurities, all the problems, all the trauma. Willie David didn't. So with Willie David, it's not that I'm wearing a mask with him, but I actually get to be who I really am.
So, y'all get y'all journals. Y'all look at these masks that we're wearing. Y'all start, we start just start being real to ourselves. Let's start learning how to be unapologetically us. And then once you become unapologetically who you are, then work on being a better version of that person every day. You cannot work on being a better person if you're wearing a mask. The only thing you're doing is making that lie better. And don't be like me and wait till you're 46 years old doing a podcast, crying on a podcast because you're taking off your mask to help somebody else with their story when you could just tell your story now. So, my story is I wear masks. I wear masks. I'm taking the mask off. And the trauma today feels worse than the trauma of 40-something years ago. If I would have just dealt with the issue then. If I just would have seek counseling then. If I just would have seek therapy then. If I just would have got help then. And not just swept everything up under the rug. Because eventually you're going to have to deal with it. Um, so. Yeah. I wore a mask. Um, they're coming off. But. I have to deal with the trauma. It's like pulling it. Masks are like scabs. When you pull it out. It opens it up and it hurts all over again. So go ahead and just peel it back. Let's start the healing process properly this time. So get a life coach. Get a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist. Whatever you need to be the better you. But start taking off the mask and you work on that person. Not the person with the mask on. Not not the Superman. Not the Wonder Woman. You know, not the bitch. You know, not the um, unlovable person. Find out the true person where you started at. Where you was innocent. Before you got hurt. Before the pain, before the bad relationship, before the alcohol abuse, before the drug abuse, before the sexual molestation, before whatever trauma it was in your life. Find that person. The person before was hurt. The person before, the one that got, the the person that didn't get hurt. Find that person. And once you find that person, <laughs> like my friends say, hold on with two hands and work on that person and make that person the better you every day. One percent a day. That's it. You ain't got to go a whole hundred percent. Get that person and make that person better. One percent of the day. So that was this podcast. Y'all know I try to keep it under 30 minutes. I went over, but. Sometimes it happens like that. So, hey, look forward to seeing y'all next week. Who knows what we'll talk about. We'll find out on next week. Remember, you can find me on all social media 
at Willie David Real. That's W-W-W-I-L-L-I-E-D-A-V-I-D-R-E-A-L. Um, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. That's the um, hashtag. You can also go to my website, www.williedavid.com. Uh, maybe you got an idea for a podcast. Maybe you want to be um, a guest on my podcast. Maybe you want to share your story as long as um, with me. You know, we could chop it up. Um, politic, debate even, you know, minor cuss words, minor profanity and everything. But this is it, how it is. So um, as long as your story is for help. Um, that's what this is about. Getting people, encouraging people, um, giving them strength, giving them encouragement, giving them hope, you know, and even allow, letting them know that they're not alone. You know, I'm putting myself out there um, because I believe can't nobody tell my story better than me. So y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Remember, let's start taking off these masks and get to our core of our authentic selves and then build on our authentic self 1% a day to be better than we was the day before. You know, let's put the trauma down, put the pain down, you know, let that shit go. I can't say it no other way, you know, just let it go. You know, let the hurt from mama go, let the hurt from father go, let the hurt from him go, let the hurt from her go. You know, even let the hurt, most of all, let the hurt from you go. Stop beating yourself up. It ain't my fault. Did I do that? You know, stop. Stop. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. <laughs> I'm talking to me. You know, you are fearfully and wonderfully, wonderfully. Man, you are a designer's original and don't let nobody else tell you different. Love y'all. Bye. See y'all on the next episode of Fear. Face everything and rise. I'm Willie David. Y'all be good. <laughs>